hello, everyone. Welcome to the best, best brand new uh, sports podcast. It is Blood is Thicker Than Ballers. The show has two hosts. We're brothers. I'm Robin Tegzume, and the other host is Jonathan Tegzume. Say what's up, John. How's it going, people? We're gonna have, we, have a, we have a packed show for you today. Yes, we got a packed show. We got a packed show. We're going to talk about a hoops because I know a lot of sports fans love basketball. Okay, basketball is one of my favorite sports. And it's definitely one of the best sports to watch. Very entertaining. And we're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about some NCAA tournament. But first, we just passed the trade deadline. The NBA trade deadline just passed. And a NBA record, not necessarily a record, but for the first time in a while, in the last 35 seasons, uh, a record number of players were moved in trades. 46 players. Mm. 46 players were involved in trades. 23 NBA teams were involved in trades during the trade deadline. So real estate business. Most- um, I just want to throw something in there. The real estate business right now is going to be popping, boy. Yeah, well, well, a lot of uh, it's going to be a lot of short-term rentals um, in terms of uh, the real estate business. But twenty-three teams were involved in trades, so there were a lot of names that were moved, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, trades that that were done, and you know, this is for teams to position themselves into uh, playoff position. Some teams move themselves into maybe tank mode, uh, but. I want to start off talking about one team, okay? And one team that is in the Eastern Conference that made a move that potentially can get them into the playoffs. Mm. And that is the Chicago Bulls. Chicago? Chicago, Chicago yes. Mm. Currently 10th in the East. They made a move to get Nikola Vucevic, okay? And if you guys have uh, listened to our show a couple of shows back, we had uh, Vucevic as a tier three star in this league, okay? I think John had him as a tier four because he's a hater. But a tier three star in this league. Tier three stars can make, definitely make your team better. They don't make your team championship squad uh, contenders, but they make your team better. And Chicago Bulls now have Nikola Vucevic and Levine, Okay. Mm. So you got Levine, you got Vucevic, John. Are the Chicago Bulls now a playoff contender? So okay, I'm gonna, you know, preface my and my brother may call it hate. You know, I call it straight facts. Um, are they? I would say they they will participate in the playing game um, now. Here's the thing. I I want people to kind of see the breakdown of their roster now. So you got, you know, Alfred Camino, who's been a well-traveled player around this league. He's a decent defender. Um, you know, he could knock down shots here or there. Um, they have basically Nikolai, which him combined with Levine is going to be a very good two-man, big man, big man guard uh, combo. Kobe White as the floor general. Um, I feel that they will be in the playoff series. And to me, it all depends on how the playoff series lines up. Um, It is quite possible that they could end up in the playoffs as the eighth seed. Um, But to me, it's going to be how these new players gel. Because Daniel Thies, um, I think, is a really good backup center. Um, And he'll back up Nicola. Um, I got to see how they play a couple of games um, and how Kobe White, who's the point, um, navigates that squad. Um, But it is possible that they, because the East is the way it is, it is possible that they can end up in in the eighth seed. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, so let me ask you, um, they gave up Wendell Carter Jr., which mm-hmm. you know, whatever they did, they gave up two. They gave up two first round picks. Okay, so the Bulls. I mean, that for a team like Chicago that is trying to get themselves into that 
upper echelon of uh, teams, you know, two first round picks is important. With Carter, you know, they get you know get rid of him. But here's my here's my question because when it comes to making the playoffs, you really want to make the top six because right. if you make the top six, you don't have to worry about a playing game. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. a tournament. You don't have to worry about you know a one and done scenario where you may not make the playoffs if you lose two games in a row or one game in a row. Um, but right now they are the 10th seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ahead of them, mm-hmm. yes, to, as they're the 10th seed. So Indiana is ahead, is ahead of them, even though I think they'll overtake Indiana. Indiana's been struggling. Miami, Boston, Atlanta. They're going to have to overtake those four squads in order to make the playoffs. And um, when I say make it, I mean make it safe so that you're not worried about a playing game. But see, okay. I don't think they they have, they're going to end up. I don't think they, Mm -hmm. they won't. They will not end up in the top six because unless, um, unless, okay, Charlotte drops out. Okay. If Charlotte, because the the main teams are Charlotte and New York. If Charlotte and New York start to struggle, Mm -hmm. Chicago may have room to go into that top six. If Chicago, if Charlotte and New York, now Charlotte, I anticipate struggling because mm-hmm. they don't have a, they don't have Lamelo Ball anymore. That's going to start yeah. to hurt them as the season progresses. So I think they're going to be in a bit of trouble when it comes to how their season is going to go. Chicago, for this thing to work for it for it to be worth it to give up two first round picks, okay, you have got to you have got to make the playoffs and make it. Presumably make the playoffs in the top six. Uh, you can still get in as a seven, of course, obviously, or in the eight seed. But then you're worried about, can we beat these squads, you know, in like a one winner takes it all kind of situation? That's problematic. Okay. So I'm interested in seeing, one, how the East develops. Because Chicago <clears throat> probably looks at the East and is like, you know what? We got Charlotte, we got New York, we got Atlanta, we got Boston, Miami, Indiana ahead of us. Right. Indiana really hasn't played well lately. Um, there mm-hmm. are two games under 500. Miami's, Miami is two games under 500. But they are going to improve. We know you that. would assume, yes, you would assume that they would improve. They got Victor Oladipo, so you would assume they're going to be a better team down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Boston, Boston has like a – they have like um, – you know, I said earlier, earlier this year in the, in the podcast that I didn't like Boston. I didn't think that they were a really good team. Uh, I, I didn't strike any fear in anybody in the East, and I still think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, they could fall off the map, or they could potentially make, you know, be in there in, in that top six. They'll make the playoffs. The issue is, I think, after this season, they need to look at two things in Boston scenario. Uh, I know this question is about Chicago, but real quick on Boston, I think after this season, the organization needs to look at possibly moving on from Bradley Stevens. And what? Yes, yes. Move on okay. from Bradley Stevens and literally let's blow this thing up. Keep Tatum, keep Brown. Everybody else is up is up for grabs. Huh. But we'll we'll talk about Boston in another episode. But I believe at this point in time, that's what the organization needs to do. But Rob, here's the thing: Chicago's roster, they kept Laurie Markinen, right? Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, I would have traded him and kept Wendell Carter. I think. Here's no, the thing. I mean, I feel that Wendell Carter overall has a has a better upside. I think Markinen can has. I disagree with that. I think Markkinen has a better upside. I think Markkinen has shown has shown flashes. He's been right. for for what you've seen from Markkinen. He can a, shoot, you know. Okay. You know, Rory Markkinen, he was a is a top ten pick. He can shoot. It just hasn't come together for him. Right. People were talking about that. They thought he was a, a next coming of Dirk of Dirk Nowitzki. Right. That's hard. Dirk Nowitzki is a Hall of Famer. You don't go comparing uh, guys to Dirk Nowitzki because he's white and he can shoot. Like Dirk Nowitzki is a Hall of Famer, one of the best mid-range big men, you know, permanent. But, but know, see, Rob, man. but that's my point. I just don't think in Chicago's system 
he can develop to be who he, he could be. I think that's why they should have. I think Wendell just fits that city dynamic better. And that's why they should have moved in. But here's the thing. This trade also tells you that they're bought in on Zach Levine. Yes, as, as a star. So they yes. got him somebody else to play with. Yeah. So he has so they're a running in, mate. They're bought in with Zach Levine. I think, Nicola, I want to see the first couple of games of how they play off of each other. Because remember, Zach Levine, the only other big man, a skilled big man that he's ever played with in his career uh, was with Carl with Anthony Towns. Yeah, but he and, wasn't the same kind of player. Right. He's a much better player now. So I want to see mm-hmm. how, how they play off each other. And also, I want to see the progression of Kobe, of Kobe White. You know, can he be? Yeah. Can he be the next, um, you know, upcoming point guard in the league? Um, he's a, yeah. He's a score first. He's a he's a score first guy, and I think the Bulls would benefit from having a pass first, like a Chris Paul, be, uh, a Chris Paul yeah, making a visit. If, yeah, if Chris Paul were on the Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, their starting point guard. They'd be a lot more uh, dangerous, but Kobe White, you know, he can score. Yeah, he's a scorer. I just don't know. He's yeah, a, I just don't know. He's, he's a Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying that in terms of Russell Westbrook's production. I'm like he's a because Russell. I consider Russell Westbrook a score first point guard. Yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely who, a score first point guard. Who, who some miraculous way gets ten assists a game? <laughs> well, he. I don't know how he gets all his assists because, but because he's always driving to the basket and like he'll dish it off towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but Denzel Valentine, you look at their roster. Denzel Valentine, he is who he is. I don't think there's a next he can level. Shoot. Yeah, but I think we've seen the peak of Denzel Valentine on that team. I don't think he's gonna. Mm, yeah, probably. Y- y- you know, grow past that. Um, they got Patrick Williams, who they drafted, who I who I believe would will develop to be a decent player in the league. Um, Thaddeus Young, you know, he's just, he, he, he's a journeyman. He's a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to, you know, grow and be better. Um, Garrett Temple, he's another journeyman. Um, I think, they'll, you know, over time they'll need to move from him. Um, Adam Makoka. Uh, had, had no idea who that is. Yeah. But, but the thing is, they, they drafted him. I did some reading in Chicago news about him and they believe that he'll develop to be a, a really good, like, um, what's a defender that used... guy on the bench, right? No, no. But the, he, he, he Tony, what's his name? He used to play for Memphis. Tony Allen. Yeah. They see him being like more of a Tony Allen type player. Okay. Um, Adam Makoka, they got, you know, Cristiano Felicio who they drafted a couple years ago, who, you know, I, trash. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you said it. You said it, not me. I mean, he just run around. Well, and just I don't want to say that he's trash. You know, he has room to grow. He's in the NBA. He's yes. in the NBA, so yes. he's not like. But like, when you compare him to other NBA players, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so I really want to see how these guys play off each other. I think D- Daniel, who they got in the trade, and Alfred Gramino, I think would be a good sort of gel you know like he plays off whoever's there he just plays off he plays off whoever whoever the stars are on the team so i think he'll he's a good fit and he's a he's a decent defender yeah he cannot, that, uh afro camino is a is a good player mm-hmm. he's a good player he's a good uh piece he's a rotational piece mm-hmm. he's not a superstar no he's not you know he's just a he he's a contributing player mm-hmm. you know and he can you know, he's had himself a, a nice career. Yeah. He has a, a really nice you know, career. I like Alpha Rookamine. All right. What else do we have? Are we done? So, are we done with the Bulls? <laughs> I think I think I think we're done. I think I think I think we're done with the Bulls. So in addition to Chicago getting uh Nikola Vucevic, uh there are a couple other trades too. A couple I think key trades, you know, interesting trades. Rajon Rondo goes back mm-hmm. to the Clippers. Well, not, not goes back. Uh, Rajon Rondo goes goes to the Clippers. Uh, traded for to the from the Hawks to the Clippers for Lemon Pepper Lou uh, and two second round picks. The man's name is Lou Williams. Not Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> Lemon Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou goes back to Atlanta. 
Okay. Where, you know, he grew up. Magic City's happy he's back. Yeah, yeah. They can yeah. have his wings every night ready for him. Yep. <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou is over. <laughs> he's over. He's back to Atlanta. And uh, Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo is going to be the point guard for mm. the uh, L.A. Clippers. I basically Rajon Rondo is leadership more so because when it comes to shooting, he's not that good of a shooter. Uh, Patrick but, Beverly though is not an offensive uh, contributor, so I think. But I think uh, playoff Rondo. Rajon, you, talking about, you talking about playoff Rondo? No. No, Rondo is an upgrade over Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. If he's motivated and he's ready to go, I think Rondo will definitely be a a plus for the Clippers. So we'll see what happens with you know with that. But uh, do you think that this move makes the Clippers any more dangerous? So okay, so this is my take of all the moves that happened, and you know, and there were some good moves. Um, Aaron Gordon going to Denver, I think that was a very good move for Denver. I think Denver is in a I win think, now. Yeah. We're, we're going to get into that one. Yeah, we'll get into that one a little bit. Uh, but I love the Clippers move. Here's and, and, and here's the reason why. So, to be honest, I felt the Clippers – here's the thing. Even with LeBron James and Anthony Davis being hurt, I you know, they're going to come back before the season is over. They'll have some warm. They'll have some tune-up games before the playoffs begin, and I still feel that the Lakers are the team to beat in the West, regardless. Okay, but mm-hmm. and that was prior to the Rajon Rondo trade, um, because I felt that at the end of the day, I, me personally, what I saw in the playoffs last year with the Clippers is they did not have a floor general to dictate the offense, the half-court offense, down the stretch down the stretch against Denver. And when you leave that to Pandemic P and Kawhi Leonard, uh, I'm sorry, Paul George, but y- y- you were very pandemic. Pandemic P and, um, <laughs> and Leonard, uh, those guys just can't do it. I don't think they have that that in them to just like say, okay, team, this is what we're going to run um, down the street. Because let's be clear, the Clippers last year had a 3-1 lead, okay? Mm-hmm. And they were up in closeout games, 15, 16, and something like 12 points in the closeout game. and ended up losing yeah. those games. Yep. And here's the thing. You put Chris Paul on the Clippers last year, that series has been over in five. They would yep. have played the Lakers. They would have beaten the Lakers. Mm. They would have beaten the Lakers. I'm sorry. They would have beaten the Lakers if they had Chris Paul on the roster. Mm-hmm. And they would have played Miami and they, and the Clippers would have had their first NBA title in franchise history. Now. Okay. They, you know, I felt that they should have made a move for Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry on that team would have been they didn't, very. I don't think they had. What did they have? Right, they didn't have to anything give up for Kyle Lowry. They didn't have right. anything, and and that's because they gave away all their draft picks. Here's the thing: had they had some draft picks, some first yeah. round draft picks, I believe Toronto would have said, "You know what? We could tank this season. We'll end up, you know, we'll we'll play out this season how it ends up. What we'll, you know, next year's draft." It, it, Next year's draft is loaded. And if we can mm-hmm. get two picks in the first round, you know, that's good in terms of rebuilding. Right. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, um, they went and got Rajon, which I feel is it, it, he's going to bode well in the playoffs. Whereas down the stretch of a game, Rajon Rondo is playing. And here's the thing. Trust and believe this. Tyrone, you know, Tyron Lou knows his squad. I think Rajon Rondo, because of because of, of his knowledge of the game mm-hmm. and how he when it comes to the playoffs, I know he hates being called playoff Rondo, but his game elevates in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that over the years when he was at New Orleans, when he was with Chicago, when he was even with the Lakers last year. Let's be honest, when, you know, at times in the games when Anthony Davis and LeBron were struggling, 
who was dictating the offense? Yeah, Rondo. Rondo was yeah, Rondo was a big deal for them last year. Right. And so I feel that he's going to be a big deal for the Clippers because here's the thing. Leonard is going to get his buckets, okay? Leonard's going to get his buckets. And here's the thing. Um, how Paul George is playing right now, I think he is motivated to redeem himself in the playoffs. No, this, he better be. This, this season. Like, I just feel it in his game, and I also feel it in how he's been challenged by other players. I don't know if you've noticed some of the – you know, back and forth he's had, like, he, he had a couple of instances with Devin Booker when, they were, when, when Devin Booker called him soft and he had an issue in the season. <laughs> like, I watched that game, and listen, I know why Devin Booker is considered a villain in the league. He literally walked up to the guy and told him <laughs> he, he called him soft, and then he called him a something <laughs> ASS Negro. <laughs> mm. And Trust me, when you have surround sound and you're watching a basketball game, you hear things. You're like, whoa, oh, wait, yeah. wait. Especially when he's he call him that? I'm like, yeah, yo, yeah. he just called him that? And, you know, I think Paul George is motivated to not be pandemic P. But I feel that mm-hmm. this trade, and to me, it all depends on my concern is how the Lakers, like if the Lakers fall to, let's say, the sixth seed and get beat up, Mm-hmm. Getting to the, getting to the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. I think Rajon Rondo can, can can be a difference because here's the thing. The Lakers, to me, if the Lakers fall out in the top five, they'll be, well, the concern is it all depends on on, on, on where the Lakers fall because they're going to fall. They're going to fall. Yeah, yeah, they're um, fourth right now. Right. And, you know, by the time those guys get back, they may be fifth or sixth, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so it all depends on how far they fall. But I feel that R- Rajon Rondo definitely improves the Clippers' chances of coming out of the West than it did prior. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, of how he runs uh, the offense. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it'll be interesting to see how that improves, you know, allowing him to run the offense, taking some of that burden off of uh, – Kawhi and off of PG so that they can, uh, I think, advance in the uh, playoffs. The expectation now for them is it's championship or bust. Like you exactly. made a, a championship roster. You failed to come through last year. You were eliminated in the second round last year. Uh, you look bad doing it. Uh, so it's championship so, or bust. So here's the thing. To, before before we, we, we close out of the Clippers, do you feel if – Let's just hypothetically say this. The Clippers don't make it to the Western Conference Finals. They're out. Do you think that the organization looks to possibly moving one of their stars next season? How are you going to get better? Like, you're not going to get much better than Kawhi and PG. Because it's obvious. In the NBA, you need superstars. Mm -hmm. That's what moves the meter. You need superstars. Brooklyn recognizes that. That's why they have three of them. Well, they have two in a in a in a bright star in in, in Kyrie. Well, if they see um, me, but no, they have they have three superstars. Listen, Kyrie is a superstar. Okay, I, I consider him a superstar. With what when he plays, yeah, when he plays, when there's he plays, no there's no one in the NBA that can do what he does with the basketball. Yes, one of one of the best oh, shows. Oh my goodness! The best shows. Listen, one of the best shows in the in the NBA so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. three superstars. So Brooklyn recognizes that. Okay. The Lakers recognize you put LeBron the superstar with AD. All right. Mm-hmm. So you got Paul George with Kawhi. Like, if you look at the league, what other duo? Because the Nets have a trio. There's nobody, no, 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 nobody in the league has three players as good as what Br- Brooklyn has. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you look around the league, what other duo is going to be better than Kawhi and PG? Are you saying Embiid and Simmons? I don't think so. I I, mm-hmm. I love Embiid, but Simmons can't shoot. That's a that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Are you saying uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? No, 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 no. You know you already know how I feel about Rudy Gobert. So yeah, he, he, he he cost you some money somewhere. So don't even I mean, mention his name. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. So if I'm the Clippers, Kawhi and PG is what I have to roll with. Because remember, you don't have any picks anytime soon. Right. So it's not like you're going to get rid of him and then get some. No. 
Kawhi and PG are what you have. So you're going to have to stick with Kawhi and PG. And hopefully get a point guard that can last, you know, you know, they can have a run with the, with the squad, not like a one-year rental. They have a good team. It's just that you've got to come up big. You, you need your guys to come up big in big moments. And for all the talk about Kawhi was the best player or coming up, one of the, you got to show it. Right. You got to show it. Now, was he ever the, truly the best player in the league? No, probably not. Um, but, you know, Kawhi Leonard is a special talent. Paul George is a very good, he's a special talent. But, Rob, even think about this. Kawhi Leonard has not, never been in the top five discussion of MVP. Well, because think about it. He this is the first, yeah, but this is the first year that he's actually playing all the game. Remember, he's been on some maintenance plan for the last like three, four years. Three, four years of maintenance. <laughs> so he's been maintaining. He hasn't been MVPing. He's been maintaining. Okay. He maintains and then he comes. Comp- so yeah, he's not he's not an MVP candidate. You know, this year he's played more, but like the Clippers, he's still not MVP candidate. No, the Clippers should be should be the normal number one seed. Mm-hmm. Utah has fallen back a little bit. Clippers should be number one seed. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean. We're just going to move on from the Clippers. We can talk about the Clippers all day, you know, <laughs> and bash Kawhi and bash, you know, PG. But Pandemic Denver, game. but the Denver Nuggets mm, made a move. Mm, 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 mm. They Denver, made a move. Right. Denver's not playing. And I think that's the kind of attitude they need to have. Denver needs to realize uh, you got to make a move now mm-hmm. to be one of those upper echelon teams in the Western Conference. They got Aaron Gordon. Really didn't give up a, a lot to get him. Did not. Um Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, who, who, you know, I didn't even know if he, he was on. He's not in the rotation, I know. I didn't mm-hmm. know if he was on, like, the active roster. And then a, a, fir, a protected first-round pick in 2025. Um, so Aaron Gordon is gives you defensive versatility. He gives you um, some interior scoring. He gives you some ball handling. But it's another athlete to pair Michael Porter Jr., to pair with Jamal Murray, to pair with uh, the Joker, mm-hmm. okay? So I'm thinking that Denver, after this deal, okay, you got Utah, you got the Clippers, you got the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think Denver should be the fourth best team in this league. In, 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 in the Western Conference. Better than Phoenix, okay? All right? They should be able to overtake Phoenix. Now, the, think I so? think Denver – yes. With with Aaron Gordon, yes. Now, is Chris Paul a better point guard than Jamal Murray? Yes. He he may probably run circles around Jamal Murray in the uh, playoffs. But I think with what they have on on their bench, mm-hmm. okay. I like um I like Monte Morris. He, he's he's a very underrated backup point guard. Mm-hmm. I I like his game. Um, but I think Denver has the ability, or they should be the fourth. Best team. If they played Utah in the playoffs, okay, let's say it, it breaks down that way. Mm-hmm. Utah and then Denver is the fourth seed, and they played in the, in the second round. Denver should feel as if they can beat them. Yeah. And, and I believe Denver, do, and I believe Denver good. Yeah. Because they beat them last year. Yep. But and so so here's here's what I like about their roster, and I kind of want to read read you their roster just to see how much like, like what they have they have the okay. joker Nikolai uh, Jokic yep. they have Murray they got Will Barton remember they didn't have Will Barton last year in the playoffs okay yep. yep and you know I'm a big fan of Will Barton now this guy here Facundo Compazzo the Spanish guy I think Argentinian who, the point guard yeah, yeah point guard yeah who, yeah, yeah. I, stroke, I, I, I like, he's I like decent him. he's yeah. decent yeah Michael Porter Jr., who you know me, I'm 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 a big fan of his. You know, I you know I still want the Knicks to try to find a way to get him. <laughs> oh boy! Um, mm-hmm. They they still have Paul Millsap, veteran. Yep. Remember, they have Jermichael Green. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing: they got a lot of power forwards. They got um, Javale McGee. Yep, they got Javale McGee. They got Aaron Gordon. Um, yeah, Gary Clark. You know the Bobo, who Listen, Bobo's not. Uh, hey, hey, time out, time out, time out. Bobo's not playing. 
Right. Not this year. Right. He's not playing, but hey, you know, when he does play, he can, you know, he can stroke it a little bit. Um, (laughs) You know, and and the rest of the guys on the roster, you know, there's no no real reason to name them. But, you know, Zeke and Vlatko, those guys are not going to play. But um, when you look at the core, Jokic, Murray, Barton, Aaron Gordon, you know, JaVel McGee would be part of that core. Uh, Porter Jr. and Millsap. That is a dangerous squad that that um, coach has to play with. Mm-hmm. Like he has a dangerous. Like Mike Malone has a dangerous lineup. That like just think about the lineups he can throw out. He can put out six ten Porter, Aaron Gordon, Jokic in the front, move Will Barton to the shooting guard, and that is you have that's your starting lineup. Yeah, they're gonna start Murray and Barton in the backcourt, and then you'll have Gordon, Porter Jr., and uh, Jokic. Yeah, that's their starting, and that it gives you a, a team with a lot of range, defensive Ooh. potential, and rebounds. Okay. Like Rob, you think about just rebounds. the rebounds. Like they, yeah, so second they have chance, second chance. Okay. Like Rob, that is almost like the reincarnation of the Portland Trailblazers of the nineties. Oh, Remember. What? Yeah, way back. Had, Everybody yeah, way fall. back. But let's not lie. Uh, Duckworth is nowhere near Jokic's talent. <laughs> no, no. Jokic would run laps around Duckworth. Yeah. But he may have to run two laps because Duckworth was a pretty big guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think so. Denver made themselves better. Uh, I think a team in the East that improved, um, even though it really won't be enough, are, are the Miami Heat. Okay. Miami Heat got Victor Oladipo. They gave up uh, Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley to get him. Yeah, which was uh, Victor- Yeah, not at all. Victor Oladipo slots in very well for them. Uh, he will be know, the starting he- shooting guard. Yeah, he'll be the starting shooting guard. Like, honestly, you have Bam playing center uh, at power forward. They'll have the – I think they have uh, – I'm trying to think who, who is they have at, at, at power forward. But you'll have Jimmy Butler. You'll have mm-hmm. yeah. You have Jimmy Butler, the small. You have Victor Oladipo uh, at the two. It brings Tyler Hero off the bench. Um, so and then you'll have uh, Duncan off the bench. Yeah, is it is it none? Nuns are starting point guard, or is or are they back with Dragic? Yeah, they got Either none. Or you Yeah, but like there's. Power forward, I don't know who plays. Unless they play that dude, that, that rookie, Precious Ochoa. Precious. Okay. Any guy's name, you know, starting player who's named. Yeah, Ochoa is their power forward right now. Yeah, Precious. Oh, and they also have Mo Harkless. Oh, really? Play, yeah, who plays yeah. power. That's great. Mo yeah, Harkless. Okay. But, but more than likely, it's going to be Precious playing. Precious man, precious. So, I mean, listen, I think they'll be in the East after, you know, Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. Miami, I think, should try to, you know, I think they'll get the the four seed when it's all said and done. I I expect them to. I don't think that they're going to be the best team, you know, in in the East. I don't think they make the finals again. But Miami... You know, they're a decent team. I think old people get some pop. You don't think Miami can beat the Nets? Score. You don't think Miami can beat the Nets in the playoff series? <laughs> no. 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 The only team that can potentially beat the Nets in the playoffs is, is Philly. You, you don't think the Bucks could do it? Oh, I would. I, if I'm the Nets, I would love to see the Bucks. I think the Bucks. Um, I think I think the Nets. You guys will play any defense. You guys will play. You guys will play any defense. We don't need to play a whole lot of defense against against the Bucks. Let Giannis shoot. Giannis is going turn, right to the cup. No, turn Giannis in, into Steph Curry. Go ahead, Giannis. Any shot <laughs> you want outside of three? Go ahead. How, how you want it? Left wing, right wing, top of the key, corner, bang. Go ahead. Okay. Sure. I'm not listen. Like in the playoff series, am I afraid? I'm more afraid of Drew Holiday than I am of Chris Middleton. Mm. Mm, okay. That's just a lot. Yeah. I'm more afraid of Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was stressed more fear of me than Chris Middleton. 
And then you and then you got DiVincenzo. You got a nice couple points. Nah, man. Nah. We rolling in with three Hall of Famers. Okay? Three Hall. And if we have listen, if everybody's healthy and the and the Brooklyn Nets play Milwaukee. You might okay. score 160. You might score 160 in the game. All right, listen, listen. I'm not saying all that. I'm saying, listen, we may we, we may need five games and, and, and then we move it on. Five? You think you need five? You might need just four. <laughs> hey, no, I got to, out of respect for Giannis, I got to give I got to give him at least one. No, hey, they, I'm they, 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 if we're healthy, if we're healthy, the squad, the squad is ready, you know, break Griffin's leg. Phil Spry, uh, KD's hamstring feel good. James Harden and Kyrie Irving doing what they do. Man, hey, what's up, Milwaukee? What's up? What what, what you trying to do? I want to see. I want to see Blake Griffin bring back one of his old school does. If he's jumping like like how he did a couple of years ago before the injuries, woo! Mm. Hey, no, listen. He caught he caught an alley last night. Mm. All right, he caught an alley oop last night. Hey, and he caught it. Harden threw it up. Blake Griffin caught it, stared down the Detroit Pistons bench, and kept it rolling. I like that. <laughs> That's what I want to see, you know, from Blake. You know, we don't need a whole lot from Blake, but we have, I mean, listen, we got the ability to really put some numbers up, and we just need KD to come back, get right, you know, working out with the uh, squad, and then, of course, you know, get in our rhythm for the playoffs, man. Like I still feel KD at so. KD at seventy percent is still yeah probably still, yeah they still get win because because they got James yeah James the MVP um now <laughs> okay yeah I said it James Harden MVP you heard, you heard it here James Harden MVP and I think every time we come to a show until the end of the season I'm gonna say that James Harden MVP okay they're not gonna give it to him they're not gonna give it to him because they're mad that he forces away out of Houston. But tell me a player that has had more of an effect on his team's success than James Harden. You remember, when KD went down, the Nets, he kept the team afloat. He he brought them from the a third or fourth seed to the top, tied with uh, Philly. With KD out. Now, I like I like LeBron James. I think LeBron James is a Mount Rushmore. But when yeah, but he's uh, AD out. went down, yeah. yeah, when AD went down, Lakers went down. And now that they're hurt, James Harden show up every single night, man. Okay, and James Harden is there, and he still looks chunky. He still don't look like he's he's back yeah. to his yeah. No, he'll he'll lose his weight next year. All right, he's he's too busy, but he's just too busy um, feasting on the opposition to go on a diet right now. <laughs> okay, all right. So I mean, we mentioned the Lakers. Uh, Lakers didn't really make any moves in the uh, for the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They had an opportunity, according to reports, to go get Kyle Lowry. Mm. They didn't get Kyle Lowry. Uh, obviously, that's you know Kyle Lowry is a proven winner. He's a champion, uh, very uh, good leader when it comes to you know leadership, and I, I think an asset to any team that he's on. But Kyle Lowry is now still with the Toronto Raptors. Okay, he did not get traded to any mm. team, be it the Sixers, the Heat, or the Lakers. But I want to focus on the Lakers. You think the Lakers made a mistake by not getting Kyle Lowry? Nope. <laughs> okay. And here's the reason why. Not for not for the Lakers. I think he'd be more valuable for the for the Clippers. Here's the thing that shocks me about Kyle Lowry, which I was actually shocked yesterday when I found this out. Kyle Lowry's 35. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is 35. Kyle Lowry has been around the block. He is 35, making 33 million dollars this season. <laughs> Yes, Almost a million for every year he's been on this earth. <laughs> yep. He's making 33 million this season. And here's the thing. I like Dennis the Menace. I like Dennis Schroeder and I like um White Chocolate that they got in their squad. Um mm-hmm. uh Caruso. My thing is if the Lakers end up getting Drummond mm-hmm. or, or Aldridge, it, to me it's a wrap at that point. They're going to the finals. It's mm-hmm. and and I'll make a prediction because it's going to be them and the Nets at the end. Okay, mm-hmm. right now with Anthony Davis and and LeBron, do I still feel that they can win the West? Yes, but it's going to be tough. You get Drummond. It's going to be extremely tough. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be tough because 
You got guys coming off injury. And of mm-hmm. course, let's be honest, we're, we're human beings. Like, listen, LeBron James is, in my opinion, the most durable player the league has ever seen. Okay. Yeah. In terms of like how he, how, how his body recovers from injury when he actually gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and not taking days mm-hmm. off for rest because he's, you know, he's advancing age. But, you know, with that being said, like to me, Kyle Lowry, does Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry Im- improves their defense. But, but like, I feel like the, the Lakers defense is pretty good as it is. Um, you know, down the stretch, you know, Lowry would be somebody that would take the stress off of LeBron down the stretch of a game to get the team and set to get a good shot. But I just don't think that he's he's more of an impact. I believe Drummond, I believe the guys who who get bought out, that the Lakers are, are you know, at the time of this recording, are, are slated to sort of acquire, which to me, it's Drummond. Um, that's a guy that can give you 15 and he can give you, he, he, he can give you better than what Rudy Gobert gives you right now. Oh, okay. He's younger. He's younger. He, he controls the paint. I think him and Anthony Davis will make, will grab every single rebound. Um, I feel that he's more of an impact being, being picked up off, off a buyout than Kyle Lowry would be for the Lakers had they traded for him. Okay. Because okay. let's be real, Rob. If they traded for him, they'd have to give up uh, Caldwell Pope, and they would have had to give up. Um, it would have been Pope Schroeder, and they right? wanted Taylor Horton Tucker. Right. Yep. And let's hypothetically say the Lakers were willing to do that. Then who you have that's going to be able to shoot off, the, you know, on the roster still? Nobody. Huh. Yeah. So. Why? Why trade for a guy when you get when there are great options that are coming off a buyout mm-hmm. that you'll be able to pick up? Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're they'll be fine not trading for Kyle Lowry, um, but you know they LeBron James is a point guard in that team anyway, you know so he he runs the offense. So I mean we'll we'll see what happens with the with, with the Lakers as far as their continued, uh, I guess, dominance of the Western Conference, or, you know, does a team like Utah, does a team like the Clippers, maybe okay. even the Nuggets, is that team? Let's not talk about Utah. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. I don't believe, I don't believe Utah. I call Utah the the faux number ones, the fake number ones. Okay, come on. Let's, let's be real. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. All right. Are they, are all right. they improved? You know that? Yes, they're improved. Yes, but they're not going to beat anybody. Okay. All right, with with that with that comment, okay, I think I think I think we need to, to take a break. What's it? We'll, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a minute after the, this this comment that John made pertaining to the disrespect. After the disrespect, we'll be back oh, in a minute. Wait, wait. I, I before we, before we take this break, I just want to ask something to our listeners. I don't believe in Utah. I've never liked Utah. I don't believe in them, and they're the fake number ones. You guys can quote me. You guys can send that to Donovan Mitchell. Tell him John Exum said they're the fake number ones. That's it. And and Donovan Mitchell was like, who the heck is Jonathan Exum? Don't worry. That's what, that's what he's going to say. I, I will tell him that, bro, the, the chance you get, get to New York. That's all I got to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. We are back. Uh, nice. You know, break to get you know ourselves reset, refocused, and on to our next topic. So we have what is called uh, the kind of the second segment, and we're going to focus on NCAA tournament. Tournament. Uh, I I got to first uh, offer an apology uh, to the listeners because my final four picks had included Texas. My final four picks included Illinois. Both those teams are eliminated and no longer participating in the tournament at the time of this uh, recording we are getting ready for the sweet 16 gonzaga creighton usc oregon michigan florida state ucla alabama mm. baylor villanova mm. arkansas and oral roberts loyola and oregon state and then lastly houston and syracuse so 
Here's the question. In these matchups, of the matchups that you have uh, this weekend, which double-digit seed, and when I say double-digit seed, I'm talking about Syracuse, Oregon State, Oral Roberts, UCLA. Which double-digit seed do you feel has the best chance of advancing to the Final Four? Okay, so, folks, before I give my responses, we want to preface, by the time this episode comes out, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be different results happening here. But of those names that you named, I'm going to ride with my Orangerin, and I'm going to ride with Syracuse Orangerin as a possible double-digit seed that could end up in the Final Four. Because guess what? Illinois got kicked out, Okay. So no surprise. <laughs> so of the picks that Rob mentioned there, I, I got Syracuse. Who do you have, Rob? Who you got? Uh I like I like Syracuse. I like Syracuse as the double digit seed that has the best chance of advancing because I think that matchup zone is very difficult to kind of figure out. Um, Tell people that man his own boy, that zone. I mean you would think Oregon State's going against Loyola, but Loyola is like they're made for the tournament. Yep. They're a team that's made for the tournament. They get you in that little slow down game. They don't like I say, a lot of those guys aren't aren't gonna be professionals, but they play a really good they're very well coached, and I think that's the big thing um with them. And just to just to say, their big man that plays uh I forgot his name, the big man that plays for Loyola Chicago. Krautwig. Yeah, Krautwig. Um I watched the video the other day. He was on the roster when they made it last time to the Final Four. Yeah, but he was like, but he wasn't playing though. Yeah, yeah, think. yeah. He wasn't playing, but like he was on the bench, and he was thinner. Mm-hmm. He was thinner um, in the video. Well, yeah, he got some cornbread in him, and <laughs> you know, now he just you know booty bumping guys around. Yeah, um, in the Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I think honestly that. The, uh, the Syracuse Orangemen definitely are like a very, very scary number 11 seed. I like Gonzaga. I like, I like Gonzaga as, um, you know, I think they're still my pick to win it all. Uh huh. I think, I think they'll get rid of Creighton. They'll handle Creighton, uh, in the Sweet 16. And I like USC, Oregon. Oregon's going to be tough because Oregon can score. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll see how that kind of breaks down with Oregon and uh, Gonzaga. Um, but I'm just, I, I like Michigan. You know, I like the Michigan Wolverines. I just think that there's not going to be enough. I think they, they, they can get upset. Oh, yeah. Uh, against Florida State. So, I think they can get upset. So, all right. So, let, so Rob, let's do this. So you're four. So you're four making it to the final four. Who are they? You mentioned Gonzaga. Who else you got? Yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga making it mm-hmm. out of the West. Uh, I got, uh, I want to pick Michigan, but I'm going to pick Alabama coming out of the East. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Baylor coming out the South. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to roll with Loyola, man, to go come out, come out the Midwest. Mm. Okay. So, funny, funny you have that. I got, so right now, after, you know, my analysis of just, you know, the, the, you know, the travesties that happened leading up to where we are right now. And folks, again, we're going to preface that the picks that we give you, it is a possibility that they may, that they may not be there. Uh, for the final four. (laughs) When this this episode airs. (laughs) But. My gut tells me this. Um, until someone shows me otherwise, Gonzaga's the best team in this tournament. I have Gonzaga coming out of the West. Okay. They're going to, I, I believe they're going to stomp Creighton by at least by 20 points. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're going to get a game from either, here's the thing, USC, Oregon. That's a toss up for me because what USC did to Kansas, um, was just shocking to me. Um, yeah, what, what yeah, I was about it. And Oregon beating Iowa, um, I wasn't surprised because honestly, Iowa was only, uh, Garza to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, 
this may sound a little discriminatory, but but I'm going to say it anyway, and I don't care. Um, when your roster starts three Caucasians, um, oh boy, it, 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 it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to beat a team that starts majority African Americans. I'm sorry, and, and and people may may take this as, as a as a slight, but you know, let's be honest and look at sports as a whole. The teams that end up in the championship games are predominantly African American. Okay? When it comes to basketball, yeah. That's- when it comes to basketball, period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Soccer, different, way different. Okay, but when it comes to the sport of basketball, um, teams that start predominantly you know, they have a predominantly white starting five. It's difficult for them to beat teams that start majority African-Americans. Okay. Take it how you want to take it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Okay. The, the, the evidence proved to me otherwise that, that what I just said is not true. Okay. We have data. Yeah. I mean, it is proven. Okay? The NBA is, is a predominantly black, is a predominantly black league. Right. So yeah, college sports. A lot of the teams that you, uh, you know, see, especially yeah. the dominant teams, of course, they're going to have majority black players. Right. I'm not saying that the, that the Caucasians' value on the team is not important. It is, um, but it is what it is. Um, out of the West, I got Gonzaga. Out of out of the East, um, listen, I love Jawan Howard. It's, it's, you know, it, I, I don't think Michigan comes out the East. I, I have Alabama coming out the East. Um, out of the South, listen, Baylor to me, w- w- with what's left, I think Villanova's run is going to be over. Um, because right here, I think they need Gillespie and not having him, I think is going to be too tall a task to, to beat Baylor. Um, so I got, so, so I have mm-hmm. Baylor, I have Baylor blowing them out. I have, today I have Baylor like blowing them, like blowing them back, back to Pennsylvania. Um, I have, believe it or not, Oral Roberts upsetting Arkansas and then getting trounced by Baylor. Um, okay. I have, whew, um, I know you said you got Loyola coming out, right? Yep. Um, I got I got Syracuse making it to the to the final four. I do. Okay. I mean, I can see it. It's I, possible, I believe but. I, I believe their zone, Beheim, secret sauce, the zone. And listen, buddy, buddy Beheim is like he's in fuego. He is lights out from mm-hmm. from three point land. I believe Syracuse is going to come out the Midwest. Um. So I got. So again, my final four is Syracuse, Baylor, Gonzaga, the Zags. And Bama in the final four. Mm. Okay. So you got Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, and Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I got Gonzaga, uh, Bama, Baylor, and uh, Loyola. Mm-hmm. And my championship yeah, game yeah. is going to be Gonzaga yeah, versus Baylor. I think Baylor is going to figure yep. out the zone and beat, and then Gonzaga is going to beat them and be crown champions and Mm-hmm. No, Mark Few can finally put his name, put his name on the list of saying, I got a title. Yeah. Cause I think Mark That's Few true, is man. one of the best coaches that doesn't have a title. Yeah, he is. He is probably the best. Someone that doesn't have a title. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they said that if you look at this, um, if you look at this, uh, kind of field, Bayheim and Jay Wright are the only coaches that have won championships before. Mm-hmm. So those are only two guys with championship like experience that have won championships. So it's interesting to see how it's going to play out with the majority of the field are coaches who are coaching trying to get their first championship. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that. It's it's very interesting. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that uh kind of breaks down. But that's kind of like the redo from last week because I mean I had I, I picked Ohio to beat Virginia. Got that? But they got dominated in the next game. Um, but yeah, Illinois and Texas, those, those teams let me down. I had high hopes for those teams, but you know, we'll see what, what happens this weekend. I'm excited because this is going to be, we're going to have some very good games. I think, 
Michigan and Florida State is probably going to be the game of the weekend. Uh, that's going to be a, uh, a very, very good game. And then second, I'm, I think uh, Syracuse and Houston is going to be an exciting game too. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to those games. I'm looking forward to, you know, how things shake out. And then, you know, we'll see what happens, man. Cause, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this, uh, tournament breaks down, uh, this weekend to get to the final four. So. Oh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be yeah. exciting. Yeah. I think that is going to be exciting. And another thing that is going to be exciting is going to be next week's, uh, you know, next week's episode. We're going to do the first ever blood is thicker than ballers mock draft. Okay. Mm. It's going to be the first ever blood is thicker than ballers mock draft. We're going to take the entire first round of the NFL draft. Okay. And we're probably going to get about 15 of those picks wrong. But it's going to be a very interesting draft because of the trade the Dolphins made yesterday. Just to kind of close out, Dolphins traded the third pick overall, got the 12th pick from San Francisco, got two more first-round picks from San Francisco, turned it around, turned that 12th pick into the sixth overall pick with the Eagles, and they also dealt one of their uh, their extra first-round picks from next year. So they're picking sixth. In the uh, draft, they got some, uh, they got draft capital. Dolphins make, trying to make a move, trying to be one of the, uh, elite teams. We're going to go into that more so with, uh, next week's mock draft. But John, any final thoughts about our conversation today? Uh, final thoughts. Here's, here's the thing. It's going to be an interesting closeout to the NBA season. Um, I really want to see the next couple of weeks where teams, you know, where teams land. I, you know, as a Knicks fan, the next three weeks, I'm very concerned because they play a lot of playoff teams in the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, starting, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks tonight at the time of this recording. So, um, I'm looking, I'm looking for, you know, I, I, I as a Knicks fan, I, I'm very proud of the team and what we've done with what we have. Um, and I, and I want to see how we close out the next three weeks. Whatever our record is based on the next three weeks will determine where, where we are when it comes to playoff seating. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. A tough schedule coming Yeah. Out. The next three weeks is very tough. So we'll see what happens there. Um, besides that, you know, the tournament, as always, what makes the tournament exciting is the, is the aura of disbelief. And, and, and what I mean by that is you'll pick You'll make your picks and then you'll get shocked by somebody upsetting somebody. You're like, what? Like, who's this school? Like, how did they do that? Like, how did they beat this power five, um, this power five conference school? Like, how's that possible? So this tournament, we've had a lot of that. Um, and mm-hmm. so that, that's the beauty of March Madness. And again, folks, you know, NFL, I love the NFL. I'm looking forward to our mock draft next week. Um, folks, this is, if you've missed our first nine episodes, which you shouldn't have, cause we got great content. This is an episode you should not miss coming up next week. All right. It's going to be very, very important for you to definitely listen to next week's episode. And here's the thing. Even if you get stuff wrong, listen to our point of view on what's going to be happening. Um, in our mock draft episode coming up next week. How about you? How about you? Yep. Rob? I mean, you know, good conversation. I'm excited about the fact that the NBA trade deadline, things are, uh, you know, going to be really shipping out. I'm looking forward to Brooklyn and seeing what they're, what they're going to do. And I'm looking forward to how the West gets, gets shaken out. So those are my big things right there. But uh, as usual, we want to thank you for listening. We want to thank, you for being a brother. We want to thank you for being supportive. Mm. And we want, definitely want you to reach out. Bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com. Bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com. Again, that's ballin without the G. And we are on Instagram. Blood, mm-hmm. or sorry, brothers, brothers ballin podcast. Um, so you can uh, hit us up on Instagram at brothers ballin podcast. And listen, we love the interaction. We want to definitely. Yeah, you know, see what you guys are thinking about. If you guys agree, if you guys disagree, 
but we definitely appreciate you guys being a brother. Thank you. Take care. See you later. Peace.